hello 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 friends and welcome back i'm excited to be here i just want to do a couple of housekeeping notes and we'll start off a little light and then we'll like really go into it but the light stuff is not gonna stay light for long you know what i mean so let's go First, I want to say I hope you have a great week this week. I hope you have had a great week the last few weeks we chatted. No. I hope you had a great week the last few weeks that the comeback podcast happened. And now, usually I would do like a reality TV catch up on the things that I'm watching. And you know what? Let's go ahead and do it because why not? I'm recording this October 15th, 2022. And at this time, BravoCon is happening. Now, I have no desire to go to a con, uh, a convention, if you will, because that's too many people and my social anxiety says no. That being said, I know a couple of people that are there right now and ooh God, the stuff coming out is, I mean, it seems like it's enjoyable, but it's also kind of got its fire festival flair to it. So I can't wait to hear the recaps on the different podcasts that I listen to that cover Bravo next week. It's going to be very exciting, I'm sure. Now, one thing that did come out that I'm excited about personally is Lisa Renna getting booed. Now, I know y'all are like, Clarissa, that's so mean. I thought you were about mental health and niceness. I don't think anyone thought I was about niceness though, come to think of it. Anyway, I know you guys thought, you know, mental health, et cetera, et cetera, and I am. However, have you been watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Because I've only watched the second half of the season. Other than the first two episodes where they talk about Dorit's house being broken into, everybody, like the rest of the episodes are kind of boring. And plus they kept hyping up this Aspen trip that all the girls go on. And Kathy Hilton, who is Kyle Richards' sister and mom to Paris and Nikki Hilton, go on. Um, Everybody's on this trip. And there's supposed to be this big fight, this big thing that's supposed to take down Kathy Hilton. And so they finally get to the episode where all of this stuff is supposed to happen. And it's all hearsay from Lisa Renna. And it was so bad that it caused Lisa Renna's PTSD. And she said, and I quote, if I don't get this out, I will get cancer. Ah. And the first of all, the Cancer Institute was like, um, don't say that because that's not true. All right, like cancer is a real thing. It's not for your, you know, your your Beverly Hills, you know, storyline because you're trying to take down Kathy Hilton, et cetera, et cetera. And also like there's all, a bunch of like cease and desist letters that are going out and like nobody's really talking about what happened. First, it was that they wanted, Kathy wanted uh, the DJ to play a Michael Jackson song and then Michael, the DJ said no. And then Kathy Hilton called him the N word and the F word. And, but like that's actually not being talked about in all of this. And it's like, okay, but if Kathy did say it, why not just say that that's what's being said because y'all are more worried about the fact that she threw a fit because she couldn't do a conga line and that she said all these really bad things about you know the women in the on the cast and but only Lisa Renner heard it and Lisa's messy so it's very hard to believe her like if these things really happened or not you know what I mean and throughout the entire season 
Lisa talks about this thing that Kathy did, but she never says what the thing is. And then she gets so into it, even though she's supposed to own it, baby. And she like doesn't. It's so it's so weird and it was a waste of everybody's time. So you kind of have people that are divided about, well, did Kathy Hilton say this thing or not? And did she really go off or not? At one point, Kyle is crying. Now let's pause. The Richards family, Kyle, Kim, and Kathy, they, oh God, they have a very tumultuous, a very, it's just, it's very, everybody needs to go to therapy for a really, really long time because there's a lot that's going on there. And I'm not going to get into it because I really don't know off the top of my head a lot of what's going on. But that being said, there's there's always been this kind of friction where they don't talk for a long period of time and then they get along or like two of the sisters don't talk to the one sister or the one sister's not talking to the two or all three are not talking to one another. Like, girl, that's too much. That's That's too much for me. So that being said... You know, it's hard to say what's happened and Lisa and Erica keep bringing it up, bringing it up. And Garcelle, who, you know, makes a really good point saying, I feel as though this is being talked about so that we can stop talking about Erica. Because if you're a fan of the show, then you know that Erica Jane slash Erica Girardi is kind of attached to this lawsuit because her husband, Tom Girardi, and her part and the partner, it's like Girardi Keys is the law firm. They were supposed to be helping this family get money from a plane crash that happened that killed all their loved ones on board. And they took the money that they were supposed to get and the it was distributed amongst like the Girardi Keys law firm and may or may not have been spent on Erica Jane to like do her music career and all this other stuff. So that's been a storyline for about two years. And now this whole thing with Kathy Hilton has been a big thing. Now, all of that to say about BravoCon is that Lisa Rinna comes out looking like, looking like a villain because she's been piggybacking off of everybody else to have a storyline. Like she doesn't have a storyline in and of itself. Nobody's discussing the fact that her and Harry had a, you know, a rift in their marriage because he had sex addiction. Nobody's talking about the fact that one of the daughters came on TikTok or Instagram live with all of her millions of followers and said, you know, I need mental health and neither one of my parents are trying to help me. No, no, no. She's trying to hide her stuff in somebody else's luggage. And it's, it's just funny to me because it never works out in her favor and so what happened is at BravoCon there's a Beverly Hills panel everybody comes out and when Rena comes out like everybody's cheering it's like Crystal yeah Kyle yeah you know uh, uh, Sutton yeah Garcelle go Black Queen and then Lisa Rena comes out and it's boo <laughs> they boot her and then like she walks out and she like throws up the middle finger it's like you're so okay girl whatever so i can't wait to see like the full thing about lisa renna getting booed at comic con comic con see it should be called comic con at bravo con because it's what she deserves so 
Anyway, I started watching the reunion and like, I just have a feeling, well, Kathy's going to come out and she was like, you need a storyline because you knew your contract was coming up. And I was like, okay, Kathy, you better. Now, here's my thing at the end of the day. I have no feelings about Kathy Hilton. I don't love her. I don't hate her. Do I think she probably said something that was very Karen-esque? <laughs> Absolutely. Do you know who we're talking about? We're talking about Kathy Hilton, Okay. She probably did lose her, you know, whatever, and said some really vile stuff about Kyle. Okay. All right. Now, if she said the N-word and the F-word, then that's not cool. And we need to be addressing that. Okay. Yeah, it sucks that you said stuff to your sister, but, like, you don't call anybody those words. I don't care how mad you are. I've I've gotten plenty mad, and there are things that I've regretted in life, but I've never said anything offensive to anybody like that's just not in my vocabulary so if that is the case then we need to talk about that and then I want to know why we aren't talking about that you know what I mean but it looks like Kathy Hilton got her conga line which was really nice so you know people people are loving her so I don't know we'll see I'm not one to be on like one side or the other right so anyway I've already explained that so that's me watching Beverly Hills um and I will be catching up on that next week then I watched the final reunion for Southern Charm. It's part two of the reunion for Southern Charm and really nothing happened. It's very interesting because the one black girl, Vanita, she's the one that like, for some reason, everybody decided not to like anymore. They're like, we don't want to try to mend this relationship or friendship with you. I'm like, oh, she didn't do anything. You had Craig who was yelling at Lava. And telling her to like get out of my party. Leva was talking to Craig's business partners and he was like, and she was like, well, I'm talking to your partners who's doing, who, who does most of your work, which is rude and embarrassing to do at a company dinner that she ended up getting kicked out of. Then, you know, Naomi is mad at Vanita because Vanita was trying to tell her, hey, like just acknowledge the fact that Craig feels this way. And Naomi tells Vanita to shut up. And then there's a thing with like a cell phone and Leva was messaging Vanita about it. But then she was in the, or I'm sorry, Leva was messaging messaging Vanita about Madison. And then Madison was with Vanita in the car. And I guess Madison asked her about like something with the phone, whatever, like, can I, do you want to pick some music or something for the phone? Vanita handed it to her. The message from Leva comes up and she saw that Madison's name was on the phone and Madison had the phone in her hand because she was trying to pick music and she ended up reading the whole conversation and it was like, it was a whole thing. So it's not good. It's not a good look, but it's not the worst thing that has happened. Like we're talking about a show where there's like, there was a 50 year old guy who took advantage of a 21 year old and is now controlling when she can and can't see her kids, making her do all these drug tests. And y'all are cool with him. You know what I mean? But like Vanita, the one black girl does something and like, it's okay, maybe it wasn't the coolest thing to do, but no one died. It's just like, okay, it's a kind of jacked up situation and I can see why you're angry. But like Madison, you lied and said somebody had an STD. And ain't no shame if you've had an STD, you've had one. Chlamydia is treatable. It's 10 days of auto uh, uh, antibiotics, but it's the stigma, right? That you just kind of threw out there because you were mad at, you are mad at your boyfriend on again off again's boyfriend's friend for meddling in your relationship so you threw this one girl underneath the bus like it was weird 
But don't sit there and act like y'all are innocent. It's crazy to me. But like, they're like, oh, we don't know if we can forgive the one black chick on the show. It's giving off microaggressions at me. You know what I'm saying? Now, I know I said in the last episode that I liked Leva, but I had only watched up to season seven at that point. I don't like Leva anymore. And she's got a new show called Southern Hospitality, which is just a ripoff of Vanderpump Rules. And like, I'm not watching it. Andy's like, people are talking about it. Andy, who are these people? Who are they? Who are the people? Because I'm not the people and the people on the Reddit are not the people because they say they're not watching it. So who are these people? Like you and Anderson Cooper? I guess y'all are people, you know, two or more person is two people. One or more person is two people. Whatever. Anyway, so that was the Southern Charming Union. Oh, yeah. And then Shep's girlfriend, ex-girlfriend Taylor, went on this monologue again. And it was just really awkward because take your babies out the room. Three, two, one. She kept talking about masturbating and just like, you know, how girls are just for Shep to come all over. Everybody, it was so awkward. Like, I'm all about sex, you know, talking about sex and sex positivity and all the stuff that you like, et cetera, et cetera. But I was like, Taylor, baby girl, he slept with somebody in Texas that wasn't you after y'all broke up. And I get it. Taylor was coming from a point of view of like, I'm hurt that after two years, you decide that you're just going to go sleep with somebody else because it makes it seem like I don't matter. And I'm over here crying and being brokenhearted, you know, and you're just sleeping with somebody else. But the thing is, and I'm not like, I'm not shaming Taylor because Taylor has every right to be upset. And I understand logistically, like if you're looking at Shep, he's a 40 plus year old man and he's like acting like a teenager or like a 20 year old. And I get that. But at the same time, like this is season eight of Southern Charm. (laughs) Like since season one, Shep has been like a not a relationship kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? Like Shep has always been wanting to hook up with different girls at bars and stuff, especially when he's very drunk. And listen, I'm not against, I personally am not a hookup person. Like being demisexual is not, like that's not in the cards for me. That's just not how I view sex. But there are people who do hook up. And my thing is consent is sexy, wear protection, have fun. You know, like those are the, you know, keep it legal, keep it legal, protect it consensual go nuts my guy you know or you know oh god no pun intended but like go you know go do your thing you know I think Shep tried with Taylor I think the thing when I watch the show is that I do see like little good things about Shep I think he can be very goofy a very big brother type um but when he's drunk he is a complete jerk he's not a good relationship person um I think Taylor saw the like sober big brother type, not that she looked at him like a big brother, but the sober big brother type. And then she was like, okay, this is a person I want, I fall in love with, but I don't fall in love with this guy who's drunk all the time. But unfortunately, like that's part of him. And until he wants to work on himself, like baby girl, just find somebody else that, that will treat you like the queen that you deserve to be treated like, you know what I'm saying? And then the thing too is, you know, she kept using the word horse. She kept saying like, I'm just one of your whores. And it's just like, first of all, let's not whore shame. Okay, because there are people who identify as women that like having sex with multiple people. They, they, that's what they like to do and that's fine. That's up to them, right? 
we are all in control over our own bodies, right? Body autonomy, or we should be, but anyway, anyway, in terms of sex and women, you're allowed to experiment, do whatever you want to. Again, keep it, keep it legal, keep it consensual and be protected. Go off. You know what I mean? Stop calling yourself a whore, Taylor, because you have, you're looking at, unless you want to embrace that, then that's fine. But Taylor, girl, you're, you're calling other women whores who may have had a consensual, like, hey, let's just hook up. Okay, bye. It was great talking with you. Okay, I hooked up with a reality TV star. Like, not everybody's wanting to have sex to, you know, as a connection of love or to be in a relationship with somebody. And that is okay. Own your sexual escapades, if you will. Um, like I said, I, I'd mentioned before that I personally am more conservative when it comes to sex. And I use the word conservative and then somebody accused me of being a Republican. And I was like, that, that's not even what it means. Like being conservative is not technically political, but it's become political. You know what I mean? But it's just like, no, like I view sex how I, you know, it's different for me than it is for some people. I have friends that will literally go on Bumble to go meet a guy so they go have sex with. And that's fine. But I'm like, listen, you need to tell me where you're going. Okay, you need to show a picture what he looked like. You need to drop me a location pen. Okay, and you need to let me know when you're home, tucked in bed, safe. All right, I'm gonna be like your mama, but not really because I don't know if you want to share this information with your mama. But you get what I mean, right? So it's fine. As adults, we are allowed to choose what we want. Also, Taylor's super religious. And Shep is an atheist. I think he's an atheist. He's not religious. And it's just like, ooh, baby girl, that one's gonna work. That was never going to work. Mm-mm. No, no. Because you have this like outlook and that's just not how he views life, right? That's not how he spiritually connects with himself and the people in the earth. I don't know how he does or if he does. So yeah, no, it wasn't going to work. And I get that you were hurt, but you took this opportunity every time, every time. They could be like, Andy could have asked a question about, you know, pancakes, you know, they could have been like, well, Craig, what kind of pancakes do you like? And she's like, well, just like you flip pancakes, chef, do you try to flip me too? And she's like, girl, what? <laughs> like, girl, I know you hurt, but this is embarrassing. Calm. It's okay. It's okay. You will heal. Things will get better. You'll be fine. You know what I mean? But anyway, Southern Charm is done. I'm sure it's going to come back for a ninth season next year. I hope they shake it up a little bit. I hope they add, hope they add some gay people. I hope they add some black people, some other people of color. It's Charleston, but there are people, there are black people that live in Charleston that have money. So like, let's, let's not act like they don't. Um, it's probably gonna be a little tricky though, because a lot of times it's like blah, blah, blah plantation. And I'm just like, this is so awkward. Just call it a house. Okay. Just, we don't call things plantations anymore. Okay. Really bad things happened there. Okay. So that's Southern Charm. And now we'll go to Sister Wives. Sister Wives wasn't as exciting this week. Um, not like the first couple of episodes, but they did have a graduation party for Isabel. Um, Isabel is the one that had the surgery on her back because she had severe scoliosis. She is 
you know, a lot better. And she's getting ready to go to college. She's going to go to North Carolina, live with Maddie, and they're going to go to the same two-year school together. And then she's supposed to go to a university. So it's like a program where once she gets into, she does the two-year at the at the community college, then she'll go right into the university there that they have the whatever connection with. Um, and you know, it, it's exciting. It's so crazy to see how she's grown up on the screen. Again, this is season 16. Is it 16 or 17? I think it's 16. Oh, shoot. No, I think it's 17. Okay, either way, like this is 17 years, you know, like, so it's, it's so crazy to see how they've grown up um, over this time. Meanwhile, Janelle has decided that because she has to move out of her rental because the landlord is selling the house, she is going to get an RV that she bought on a whim and Savannah is going to, um, what am I trying to say? And Savannah is going to move in with her. I kind of recap this part on the get ready with me on my Instagram. So go and check that out. It was fun to do. And then uh, she finally gets the RV and they're trying to find out what plot of land they're going to move it on. It's a big kerfuffle or whatever. And then they're like, wow, now we really have to start building on it. And it's like, yeah, no shoot, Sherlock. Didn't y'all buy this three, four years ago? Like I said, they do not plan on buying, they don't plan on building on Coyote Pass. They plan on paying it off and then selling it. Or they plan on selling it. Like, I don't know if they'll even be able to you know, play it off, pay it off. Hello. I had a little bit of tequila before this. So just bear with me anyway. So yeah, I mean, that's all that's really happened. Oh, it kind of ended with a really cute, like with a really cute sing along, not really sing along, but, um, Aurora and Brianna started singing unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. And then Christine jumped in and bless her heart. But it was, it was cute, a little off key, but it was cute. Um, Cody has no idea how old Isabella is, which I'm like, you're such a jerk. And it's crazy because I thought at one point, you know what? I don't agree with polygamy. And I say I don't agree. I mean that I don't think I could be a polygamist, but you know, I was like, at least he's a good dad. My bad, (laughs) y'all. My bad. I didn't know. I didn't know. I just didn't know, you know, like, I didn't have a, I don't have a lot to compare it to in my real life. You know what I mean? So I was like, at least he's there for his kids. <sighs> All right. Well, there's that. So next week, Truly finds out uh, when she overhears from Christine, her mom, that they're moving to Utah. So she has to talk about, now she has to talk to Truly about the divorce. And it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be sad. But we're not going to see it on screen, which is good. I do not want to see how that conversation goes down. She is such a precious little being. And, uh... You know, she deserves that privacy and to process it in private without cameras just being in her face. Um, so that's that. So those are my three episodes. I started watching Winter House after Southern Charm. I can't get into it. Everybody is like at the youngest, like 26 years old, right? Like, why are y'all partying and drinking like this? Your liver, your liver is going to leave you. Okay, your pancreas is going to divorce your body. Y'all can't be drinking like that. Okay, we got stuff to do. It's just weird to me. So anyway, I'm not, I don't think I can watch Winter House um, as much as I want to. But that concludes kind of my reality TV uh, wrap up. Uh, two more things real quick before I move on to today's topic. 
We, um, we? Who is we? Let's start this again. I have been watching uh, a couple of documentaries that I want to talk about. So the first one is called I Love You, You Hate Me. And it is the story of Barney and how people came to love and hate Barney, the dinosaur. Yeah, the big old purple dinosaur that sang that song. Um, I personally, I think I was kind of aging out of Barney. Like I was on the cusp of liking Barney. I'm sure I was the same age as some of the kids on the show. In fact, one of the girls on the show, she's the one that had the teddy getting all ready for bed. I went to school with her. She was a year older than me. So I think I was kind of like, Barney was good for me for like a year and then like I was done. Um, but people hated Barney. Like they had like a jihad for Barney, a jihad. Like it's very weird. The newsletters that came out and like, it got very violent. People were shooting Barney, the dinosaur, like the stuffed animal and calling it a commie. (laughs) They said that he was too nice. And you know, it's, it's very interesting. I, I highly recommend watching the show. They had a couple of the kids that were on there who are now adult, adults, of course. Um, they had a couple of people who were on there. They had two of the people that played Barney because they ended up, you know, the actor, the first actor ended up leaving. And then they had like the voice actors and stuff. It's, it's a very interesting story of how it kind of came about. A lot of it takes place in Texas, kind of near my little neighborhood of Texas. So I was like, oh, shout out. I know those cities. But it, it's it's really good. But it's also so mind-blowing how something for kids can make adults so mad. Like, I'm not even talking about the middle school and high schoolers. I think that's just kind of in the DNA to, quote unquote, hate kids stuff. Because psychologically, they're trying to distance themselves away from being a kid. So I think anything that's related to kids, they're like, oh, God, I hate it. And it's just everything's so dramatic. But when you're a grown man who can travel on vacation and then come back and then get mad at your two-year-old daughter, true story, by the way, for liking Barney and not running into your arms because you've been back. And so you create an I hate Barney club. We have a problem. Okay. Like, I have a problem with you starting up your dial up, waiting for it to load all the way. So you can go in a chat room and talk about how much you want to beat Barney's ass. It's weird. Okay. Now I don't know of any cartoon off the top of my head other than Cal you that I was like, I'll meet you outside, but not really. I'm not going to go meet a cartoon outside. I have things to do. But I will tell Cal you this, okay? Cal you or Cal who or however you say that little bald-headed baby's name, you got to start respecting your mama because you talk back and that's not cute, all right? And then you get dropped off at school and you think you can talk to your teachers like that and you won't come across the wrong teacher talking like that and it's not going to be nice. That's all I'm saying about Cal you. But other than that, like it's, it's very weird, how people get so upset about a purple dinosaur that don't even have sharp teeth, you know? But I do recommend watching it. I think part one and part two, I feel like it, it could have been one, you know, part, but it's two parts. It's really good though. It's really, really good. Then I started watching Hostages. 
And Hostages, I don't know why I'm saying it that way. I've been saying it like that all day. But Hostages is a documentary that talks about the Iran hostage of 1979. So remember, there were two. There was one when Jimmy Carter was president and it was 1979. That's the one that they're talking about. They interview a couple of the hostages um, who who were there in Iran and like kind of how it happened. And then there was another one. I don't think they're talking about this. I'm on part three right now. Um, and I, I, I'm pretty sure they don't talk about this anyway. Um, but it's the hostage situation that happens. There's a hostage situation that happens with Reagan, which is kind of what starts the Iran-Contra. And that was when he allegedly started having his whole issue with Alzheimer's. I just find it really convenient that he couldn't remember anything during the Iran-Contra hearings all of a sudden his Alzheimer's kicked in. That that was the moment. That was the moment, Reagan. That was the moment. I know he can't hear me, but like if this podcast reaches heaven and hell, you can pick your guess on where Reagan is. Um, I, I just have that question with squinty eyes. Really? Really? That was the time? All of a sudden you don't know who hostages are? You don't know what that is? Okay, cool. By the way, there will be an episode on Reagan. I'm so excited to talk about it. Um, but no, it's a really great documentary. It's on HBO. So if you have HBO Max, by all means, check that out. I think it kind of can give some insight about the unrest in Iran, like a little bit. I'm sure there's a lot more uh, documentaries and information out there that we need to be seeking every day because this is still happening right now. And shout out to my son, Harry Styles, who said, you know, that he stands with the women of Iran. Thank you for bringing that to your audience because you are an influential person using your platform for good. My son, I am proud of you. Also, by the way, the I Love You, You Hate Me documentary is on Peacock. So if you want to subscribe to that streaming service too and add that to your account, by all means. Um, I think it's a great watch, though. I definitely think it's good to watch. So that's kind of the pop culture reality TV recommendation outlet. I'm going to take another swig of water and then we'll hop back into what was only supposed to be part of the pop culture corner and now an entire podcast episode. Now picture it. New York. 2009 MTV Video Music Awards nominations for female pop video comes out. It's between Beyonce, Giselle Knowles for Single Ladies, and Taylor Allison Swift for You Belong With Me. Most people think, of course, Beyonce is going to win. Single Ladies is a cultural phenomenon. Taylor Swift is great. But I mean, come on, you had Justin Timberlake, Paul Rudd, and Andy Sandberg doing single ladies on the set with Beyonce on SNL. How could that not win? But as a shock to maybe 50% of the people watching, Taylor Allison Swift wins Best Female Pop Video or Pop Artist, something like that, for You Belong With Me. She goes up on stage to accept her award, her first VMA, by the way. And as this young lady with curly hair and her sequence dress get ready to speak, Kanye West approaches the stage and said, I'm going to let you finish. 
but Beyonce had the best video of all time. Shrugs, hands Taylor Swift the mic, and everybody makes gasping, booing noises. Now, people will argue that this is how Taylor Swift got into, you know, have became famous. Eh, I don't know. I think Taylor Swift would have been fine without the Kanye moment. But Pink tweeted later on that Kanye West is an asshole. And I would like to just say, Pink, my homie, after about 12 years of that tweet that you that you posted, you were absolutely correct. Yes, if you didn't know who we were talking about today after this two-minute introduction, we are talking about Kanye West. Now, why? Because, Kanye, I was going to do a whole episode this week about the Kardashians or the Kardashian. Hi, let's try that again. The Kardashian-Jenners and how they really have hurt the body image of those who are self-identifying women and there's a whole thing because there's some there's clips that came out of Kendall telling Kim um and then Kim eventually talking to Chloe that Chloe looked skinny and she was worried about her and then Chloe was super excited about it and blah 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 and I was gonna have like I had a whole thing ready for it I was like we are going to do this and then Kanye decided to show his butt up at Paris Fashion Week with a shirt that says White Lives Matter. And I was like, okay, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. And then it got progressively worse. And I'm like, listen, I don't want to add what Kanye did to my feelings about the Kardashians because at the end of the day, it's two different stories, right? Like there's some intersection that happens specifically with Kim and Kanye. But at the end of the day, like, it's not, and I'm going to be repeating this a lot, it is not Kim Kardashian's fault that Kanye is the way he is. And it's not Kim's fault that all this stuff has happened with Kanye. So I feel like out of respect to to that, it's just going to be two different episodes and not something that I'm going to attach on one another but that, that's coming because I have strong feelings about them and body image and Instagram and skinny tees and waist trainers and all that other stuff. But that's for another time. So let's talk about Kanye. So as I mentioned before at the top of this, Kanye shows up to Paris Fashion Week with Candace Owens and all of her chemically overly processed, chemically treated hair and carpet edges with a shirt that says white lives matter now candace owens is a political commentator who is definitely a conservative um my opinion on that is that she's a conservative because she doesn't want to be like everybody else and this is what i mean and i'll use an example with myself when i was voting my it was my first time voting in any election ever um i did not vote in the carrie bush election because i was a dumb child anyway so my very first time voting in any election was john mccain and later to become president barack obama and i've always said that politically that i was independent that i'm not going to name myself this or that i refused to uh give myself any kind of labels i just never lived that way and so i don't like it And I spent up to the very last day that absentee uh, voting could happen because I was at Baylor at the time. 
I was like, okay, who am I voting for? I really didn't know. Um, at the end of the day, I thought I was cool and I was sticking it to people by, <laughs> by saying that I'm going to like John McCain, Sarah Palin, Joe Biden, and Barack Obama's pages on Facebook because that'll teach them. Girl, what? Anyway, um, I just I just did not want it to be that because I'm black, I'm voting for President Obama. It's like, no, wait a minute. I have a brain. Like, let me think through this and process it. Listen, at the end of the day, I have no regrets about voting for President Obama, okay? Even if there are some things I don't agree with what he's done, but well, that's not what this is for. Um, I have no problem admitting that I voted for President Obama, and I am very happy that I got to have eight years and can tell my children, however I have them one day, that I voted for the first Black president of the United States. And it, it's... But I also can say that, like, I'm very happy that I can keep you on my insurance until you're at least 26 if we're still in the United States and don't have universal health care. So, you know, there, there are some good things that have come out of that, and I'm very happy that I did. But I'm saying all of that to say I did not think that I was I didn't know. Right. And I didn't want people to tell me that I was voting for somebody because I'm black. So I understand it. But there comes a point where you got to like, girl. Now you just frighten. You know what I'm saying? Like Candace Owens, it's like if if Bill and I were to say the sky is blue, she would come out with something that would like try to argue against it. And it's just like, girl, but why? Like, why are you not paying attention to like trimming the ends of your hair? Because they're like zigzags. You know what I'm saying? They look like waves because they're so broken off. Like, I don't understand. Your pink blush is too pink for your face. It looks like, you know, back in the 90s when people didn't know how to do black people's makeup at the makeup counter in the mall. Like, I need you to focus on those things. And I need you not to focus on whether or not Harry Styles wants to wear a dress. Let that baby wear a dress. If he wanna wear a dress, he can wear a dress. Nobody has asked you about masculinity, okay? I, nobody cares, all right? It's This isn't a whole other di different generation. Like, you're trying to get your name and trying to be part of the people that hate you for your skin color. But go off, queen. Go off. Whatever. Anyway, she's not a queen. But anyway, that being said, um, you know, of course, it caused controversy that Kanye is wearing a White Lives Matter shirt because it is a slap in the face to Black Lives Matter. Now, <sighs> If you've listened to me and you've listened to me for a while, you know what Black Lives Matter stands for. It does not mean that only Black Lives Matter. It means that Black Lives Matter. Like that's it. Like <laughs> that's that's all it's that's all it means. And so people will try to argue that, oh, well, all lives matter. Why is it only that black lives matter? And it's just like shut up shut up you know that not only black lives matter you know it means that you know black lives matter too this really came to to kind of like a heightened attention when mike brown in ferguson missouri was shot and killed by a police officer for either jaywalking or stealing 20 dollars of cigarillos either way he was unjust uh he, he shouldn't have been killed, right? Because we've taken in people who have done, I don't know, like the Oklahoma City bombing into custody and have been able to try them and be, them being brought in alive, you know? But using black people as shooting targets is not cool. So anyway, 
that's when the Black Lives Matter really started to happen and the movement really started to happen. And I would just like to note with an asterisk here, I know that there's controversy with the founders of Black Lives Matter and how they, how like the, the, the founders have taken money and have used it for something that has nothing to do with the organization. That has nothing to do with the fact that Black Lives Matter. Okay. I just want to go ahead and put that out there. Now, um, where was I going with all of this? Now, there are people who like to rebel against it because they're trying to be like this both sides devil's advocate type of situation. And the last time I checked, the devil never needed an advocate. But hey, what do I know? What do I know? And of course, again, like I said, it caused some controversy and he tried to explain it on The Breakfast Club. I don't really know what was said. I would also like to point out that when... I saw this. I do everything I can to avoid Kanye. He's only doing the stuff for attention. But I'm going to explain why I'm talking about this when we get closer to what he's done, which is pretty soon. Um, Listen, I had to look up articles because I really got to a point with Kanye that I was just like, "I, I don't. I don't, I don't care what this man is doing because he's doing all this stuff for attention, right? Like when he, when he talked about how, how Kim had an abortion and I think, I don't know why she had an abortion and I don't care, but when he talked about it, it was just like, why would you tell this girl's business? You know, like she didn't ask you to tell all of her business like that. You know what I mean? So anyway, and that being said, you know, we, we have seen Kanye West have his up and downs with his mental illness. And I would also like to just say as well that mental illness is not a reason for you to be behave the way that he has behaved. There are people with all sorts of mental illnesses that are great people, sweet people, kind people, you know, they're, they're not racist or anti-Semitic or bigoted. And we have to stop saying because someone has mental illness, they did this erroneous behavior because it puts a stigma on people who, you know, who, who walk around and may publicly admit that they have bipolar. And then people are like, oh, so you do this. And it's like, well, no, I don't do that. It's hard for me to deal sometimes, but I can because I'm on a treatment plan. And you know, I believe in science and therapy. So that being said, Diddy was on the breakfast club. At the time, he was trying to defend Kanye West on the breakfast club, which doesn't shock me too much. But anyway, he then took it to Instagram and said that he supports Kanye West, but he does not approve of the White Lives Matter shirt. The thing that I find that's happened up until this point is that Kanye will say and do these things that are like not good. Like it's just like just evil, like just not good. And it is sad to look at the trajectory of his career and see how he's ended up here. Even if you saw 2009 at the VMAs and then you were like, oh, that's not good. But like also the... 808 heartbeats is fire you know what I mean like it 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 was an asshole thing for him to do it wasn't a bigoted thing for him to do 
but I understand why people didn't like him. Plus, there was a moment that Taylor and Kanye were supposed to be like, okay, they were supposed to be cool. And then he had this video where said on Instagram, Diddy, that is, don't wear the shirt, don't buy the shirt, don't play with the shirt. It's not a joke. Then Thursday, uh, October 6th, Adidas says it is reevaluating its relationship with West. So Kanye West has a, or had a line with, a fashion line with Adidas called Yeezy. So there were Yeezy shoes and then there were these like plain colored potato sack looking sweatpants that cost too much when you can go to Walmart and buy some in different colors. They said, after repeated efforts to privately resolve the situation, we have taken the decision to place the partnership under review. The company wrote in a statement, we will continue to co-manage the current product during this season, during this period. So kind of, there's also a point which we're about to come up on too, that, um, <laughs> oh my God, that he uh, talks about how something with his partnership with Gap like he decided that he was done with his partnership with Gap and I was like girl okay that's that's fine okay but nobody was buying it anyway it was a terrible idea in the first place so then he later goes on to Tucker Carlson Tucker Carlson is a Fox News super bigoted Republican news anchor who has his own show thanks to being on John Stewart's The Daily Show, I think it is. Anyway, that being said, he interviewed Kanye because now the right and these evangelical Christians love Kanye because Kanye came out with a quote unquote Christian album and he has this thing called Sunday Service and he's supposed to be singing about God. And I'm like, y'all, Kanye is starting a cult. Duh. Like, if y'all pay attention, first of all, he's wearing aviators. Okay? Now, think of people who have started cults and were wearing aviators. I'm going to give you two names and a possible third. Okay? Jim Jones wore aviators, was preaching all about civil rights and universal health care and stuff. All I'm going to say is don't drink the Kool-Aid. That's all I'm saying, all right? David Koresh, he was wearing aviators. We all know what happened in Waco slash Mount Carmel. Sad situation. I have complex feelings about all that, but I'm just saying he too started a cult. Possibly Charles Manson. I don't know if Charles Manson wore aviators. That's not the point because he's a monster and he's dead now. So all that being said, anybody that's wearing aviators and is talking about God isn't talking about God, God by the way, and whatever God looks like to you, because this is a non-religious podcast, but he's wearing aviators and he called himself God or he aligned himself with God. It was very weird. It was very, very weird. But because he did that and he denounces like Black Lives Matter and stuff and says that slavery was a choice, um, which wasn't enough to cancel him then, but okay. Now the, now the white evangelical conservative people love him. They love him now. It's great. <sighs> anyway, so he goes on Tucker Carlson, has a whole bit interview. And uh, here are some highlights. 
So he says in this quote, my so-called friends, handlers around me told me if I said that I liked Trump, that my career would be over, that my life would be over. They said stuff like people get killed for wearing a hat like that. They threatened my life, he continued. They basically said that I would be killed for wearing the hat. I had someone call me last night and said anybody wearing a White Lives Matter shirt is going to be greenlit. That means they are going to beat them up if I wear it. I'm like, you know, okay, green light me then. <laughs> it's like, okay, no. Um, but the Anti-Defamation League said that white lives matter is a white supremacist phrase that originated early in 2015 as a racist response to the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, if you don't understand that, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. First of all, white supremacists are never creative. So anytime they make up something, it's always the opposite of what is like the real situation. You know what I mean? So it's like, Kanye, why are you wearing stuff against you? You know what I mean? That would be like me wearing an I love wheat bread shirt when I know that gluten kills me. You know what I'm saying? Okay, it doesn't kill me, but it makes my stomach hurt and I feel like death. But it's just like, anyway. So some other things that happened in this interview is that um, he talks a lot about Kim Kardashian's place in the fashion industry. So what he says is... Kim is a Christian, but she has people who want her to go to Interview Magazine and put her ass out while she's a 40-something-year-old multi-billionaire with four Black children. And this is how fashion, how they want to present her. Wes went on to hit out at her latest Skims campaign. I had a lot of issues with the imagery of Skims. I felt like there was a lot of imagery that was overly sexualized and things I wouldn't want to see in my life see my wife and definitely not my daughters doing in the future in order to sell products. But it reaches another level when it's like, okay, well, this is what my wife is doing. This is what she's doing for our children. Okay, here's my thing. Um, Kim Kardashian has always been showing her ass. Okay, like, Kim Kardashian showed her ass in the Bond 2 video. Kim Kardashian showed her ass before she got with you. We know Kim Kardashian by her ass. So it wasn't a problem then, but it's a problem now. And listen, be sexually free and all this other stuff if you want to. That's fine. Okay? Again, that's also not my problem with Kim. Do what you want to. But don't sit there and be, and don't sit there and, okay, I'm going to say this at the top of the podcast too, but like, I'll, I'll add it in there. There's going to be a lot of swear words because this stuff pissed me off so bad. Don't sit there and bitch about the fact that she's showing her ass when that's, you, that's how you know, she wasn't a nun. It's not like she was in Sister Act 2 or Sister Act 3. Like, what is your problem? I mean, we know what your problem is. You just, you don't have critical thinking skills and it's not because of the bipolar. Like, what? What? What you could be telling your child is that your mom is an adult who made an adult decision to do this for her campaign because she wanted to, because it's called autonomy and consent. I'm going to be using those words a lot because... As a society, we still don't understand that. It's just, okay, okay, Kanye. And then he shames Lizzo and the whole thing about body image. He said that Lizzo was one of his good friends and said that Lizzo Lizzo works with my trainer, a friend of mine. When Lizzo loses 10 pounds and announces it, the bots 
that's a term for telemarketers on the internet, the bots, they attack her because the media wants to put out a perception that being overweight is the new goal when it's actually unhealthy. Wes added, let's get aside from... Let's get aside from the fact that whether it's fashion and vogue, whether it's not, or if someone thinks it's attractive to each his own, it's actually clinically unhealthy. And for people to promote that, it's demonic. When Carlson asked why the media would have such an agenda, Wes replied, it's a genocide of the black race. They want to kill us in any way they can. Okay, first of all, Kanye, you never cared about the black race. That's why you wore a White Lives Matter shirt. So shut it. Second of all, this is the fourth or fifth person within the last month who's looked like a pile of ashes from a cigarette to have a comment about Lizzo's weight. First of all, Lizzo is healthy. I think. I don't know. I don't I don't have her blood work. But like Lizzo seems healthy to me. Let me tell you why she seems healthy to me. Because she can play the flute. Do you know how much breath it takes to play the flute? A lot. That's why I don't play the flute. Also, I just don't know how. That's not the point. Lizzo dances and she sings live. As a former dancer, I can't imagine for two hours dancing and singing live. Lizzo is gorgeous. Lizzo is talented and in my head, my BFF. And she doesn't even have to be my BFF in my head for me to say that she is talented and she is gorgeous. Leave Lizzo the fuck alone. I am so sick of these people. Y'all didn't say anything about Rick Ross. Y'all don't say anything about DJ Khaled. Y'all don't say anything about Big Pun. Y'all didn't say anything about Fat Joe being being fat and overweight. And there's more bigger people, you know, that are out there. But those are the four that came to mind. Y'all said nothing about them being overweight. Okay. Y'all let them go on stage and show their bellies being all sweaty and grunty with hair on their freaking stomachs looking like taco meat. And that was fine. That was fine. And listen, I don't think you need to have a flat stomach or a six pack for you to be on stage and to show your stomach. Do you, boo? But what I'm saying is, why is it okay for them to, but it's not okay for Lizzo to love herself? What should she do? Kill herself? Is that what she should do? Shut up, Kanye. Shut up. Just, just, that's the name of this episode. Shut up, Kanye. Just shut the hell up. And everybody else that wants to say something about Lizzo, she is minding her business making money. Okay? <sighs> okay. We're back. I'm sorry. To calm down and I had to find this article, guys. Oh, God. Okay. Then the next thing that happened, and this got like flown underneath the radar. It's so weird to me how no one really talked about this because this is also important. But he also took to uh, Tucker Carlson. I am reading this from mysanantonia.com. And he said that uh, it says, Wes was speaking with Tucker Carlson when he said he felt like a group had prior knowledge of the shooting that killed 19 children and two teachers. This is the Uvalde um, school shooting. It says, I felt like the people at the Gap knew about the school shooting that Matthew McConaughey was talking about before it even happened, told Car- uh, Kanye, told Carson. The rapper dropped a deal he had with the company last month, taking to social media after to speculate that he wanted to take over a shoe brand. It was so in sync to the information. And then I heard about it on the radio driving. And I was like, am I in the Truman Show right now? Carlson asked Wes to clarify what he meant about people at the Gap having prior knowledge of this uh, mass shooting. 
He says, he being Kanye, says, I'm not saying that they did, but it felt so in sync. This idea of the media rush over the 78 specific outlets that influence, Wes said without finishing the thought. Carson, Carlson, I'm sorry, asked him if he means that there was a coordinated message, to which Yi responds with an affirmative. Conspiracies about the Uvalde shooting have been circling TikTok. Um, it says, meanwhile, there is the same amount of kids getting killed in Chicago every week. But there is no coordinated message about that. Have I reached Alex Jones territory yet? Was said Alex. By the way, Alex Jones is currently awaiting jury verdict in a second trial. Now, when they wrote this article, it was on the 7th. I'm going to double check real quick. It was on the 8th. I'm sorry. The My San Antonio wrote this on the 8th as of today of October 15th, 2022 at 8.37 p.m. Alex Jones is ordered to pay nearly $1 billion. Not not million. Not million. Billion. B-I-L-L-illion. Okay. I know how to spell the rest of it. Sorry. $1 billion to the 19 people that sued um Alex Jones for his conspiracy theory that Sandy Hook was a hoax. Anyway, that being said, Carlson says, "No, I think you're telling the truth, and that's okay if you do." One of the parents of and the uncle and the legal guardian of 10-year-old Yuzia Garcia who died in Uvalde shooting replied to Wes's comment in a tweet. He says, "Yo, Love the hell out of your first two albums. Spaceship, Through the Wire, Family Business are fucking fire. Cross said, that being said, keep my goddamn city and our 21 and our 21 out of your fucking mouth. Boom. Now, I'm going to point out something and I'm not justifying any of this bullshit that he said. I want to point out something. When the Parkland school shooting happened, there were people of color at the March for Our Lives, not the March for Lives. That's a pro-life rally. The March for Our Lives was about the, the school shootings and taking proper actions to prevent these from happening. It was organized by the seniors and I believe some of the juniors that survived the Parkland shooting. Um, but they invited people who went to school in Las Vegas and other major cities that do have these shootings every day, but don't get reported on in the news. And that is a fact. That's a point that they make is that, hey, like we have this stuff. We have violence in our community all the time and y'all don't talk about it. And that's wrong. We need to cover and we need to make sure that all these things are happening. Now, unfortunately, school shootings are happening so much that we're like, oh, yeah, another day, another dollar because America. But those points have been been, excuse me, those points have been made so many times. And a lot of people agree, like we're not doing anything about the urban cities that have these school shootings. That being said, shut up, Kanye, shut up. Shut up. You sound stupid. Also, never compare yourself to Alex Jones, who's a conspiracy theorist who runs his own quote unquote independent show and sounds like he's about to cough, but can't ever, ever, ever get out his cough from his throat choking on sausage. Never compare. That's not the person you want to compare yourself to. Okay. Like if I'm going to compare myself to anybody, it ain't him. It is never him. How you go from comparing, how you go from, from, thinking you sitting right next to God to like Alex Jones like you can't be sitting next to God and the devil like come on come 
just shut up shut up the people around him need to like put a muzzle on it and i'm i'm super serious when i say that put a muzzle on it because gosh dang it you are a freaking idiot and i cannot deal with you anymore this is what actually made me want to do this episode alone so on sunday as of last sunday i believe it is that uh, twitter had to remove a tweet by kanye had to had a tweet removed and his account was locked because it went against twitter's policies and the tweet even though it's not available on the site or on his account anymore was shared across social media and he said that he wanted to go death con three on jewish people which is an apparent reference this is according to the washington post uh to defcon the u.s military defense readiness system in the tweet he used anti-semitic tropes and said that he could not be anti-semitic because black people are actually jew also (sighs) now there are black israelites or black hebrews that believe this it is not the jewish people that we know and that we love i love we love my people that are listening to this we are not anti-semitic okay um and if you are never listen to my podcast again but like since there's five people i know y'all are anti-semitic so it's fine i i don't know a lot about defcon and so i'm not even gonna like pretend that i know what i do know is that this is anti-semitic and this is terrible and like about him being a black Jew, I'm not saying black people can't be Jewish. That's not what I'm saying. But there's a group of, there's a religious group of black Israelites and they have this really horrific anti-Semitic viewpoint um, that is not of the Jewish tradition, but there are black people who are Jews. And like, it's not to say that black people can't be Jews. It's, it's, It's more complicated, more messy than I understand it, but that's kind of my super basic understanding. And so saying all of that, you know, what he said is not right at all, period. He got blocked from Facebook and Instagram before. And before that, he took to Twitter to criticize Mark Zuckerberg, saying, look at this, Mark, how are you going to kick me off of Instagram, along with a photo of the two together in a group? Again, Washington Post. And it says, the Saturday Post came shortly after Yi tweeted a photo of a baseball cap labeled with 2024, an apparent reference to the 2024 presidential election. The tweets were his since 2020 when he said, when he had tweeted Kanye 2024. Now, a bunch of people did denounce this, but not enough, in my opinion. I know that my queen, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, says that there's absolutely no room in this country or world for anti-Semitism. It is important to see how harmful and dangerous Kanye's words are, not only to our Jewish brothers, sisters, and siblings, but also to our collective society at large. We must reject this wherever we see it. The thing that really, really, really bothers me about all of this is that people the amount of people that agreed and retweeted it it's hard to say if the retweets were like a quote tweet where people retweeted and then they like denounce whatever he said online but I don't even want to give that because I feel like if you don't 
want to be included in those numbers, you screen grab, you screen grab it and be like, look what this mother effer said, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. But that being said, the fact that it's favorited, the fact that it was retweeted, it really scares me about society. I've never understood why people disliked the Jewish, like dislike Jewish people. I, I've, I've just never understood it. Like I'm, I'm reading stuff about the Romani people right now. And I mentioned this in my last episode that the Romani people were also uh, victims of the Holocaust and that we did focus on Jewish people. And, and I'm not saying any of that to be anti-Semitic. I'm just saying like, that's been always been the focus. And even when I was younger, I never understood why we went after Jews. I never understood why Jewish people and, and why anyone, because no one deserves to be a victim in any kind of Holocaust or genocide. But all of this being said too, is that people will say like, oh, well, he has bipolar. He has bipolar, you guys. He has a mental illness. Girl, who doesn't have a mental illness in today's society? Like, let's be honest with ourselves. Every time somebody, every time somebody's favorite does something terrible, they're like, oh, but he has. You guys, he was just tired. You guys, he's exhausted. You know, when you're exhausted, you don't think clearly. Like, yes, but no, we're not going to sit here and say that somebody's mental illness is the reason why they're anti-Semitic period. Kanye West has, has, has exhibited every type of bigotry. And we want to really sit here and say, well, it's the bipolar. It's because Kim loved him and he was bipolar. No, 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 no. Okay. We're not blaming Kim for any of this. I think Kim did what she thought she could with the family, but what's good for her and what's good for her kids is that she's not around the situation. That's fine that is healthy. I'd rather it be that than him, than her trying to stay with him. Now, Kanye said that he doesn't believe in medication. I'm not here to tell anybody to take medication or force anybody to take medication. You do you, boo. But what I do have an issue with is that you have all of this stuff available to you and you decide, you know what? I'm not going to do anything. You're not going to go to therapy. You're not going to do whatever kind of brain scan. You're not going to go see a spiritual advisor or a healer. You just decided that you're doing nothing about it because you don't want it to affect your creativity. And I don't know what to say to that. I don't know what to say to that because I personally am just like, nope, mm -mm, that's not it. That is not the answer. But am I then telling somebody what to do about their mental health? Mm, I don't know. But I'll say this, it's no excuse for anti-Semitism. It's no reason for him to shame Lizzo. It's no reason for him to say the stuff that he says about the mother of his children. By the way, all of this came out after he went on Good Morning America and said like, I apologize to my wife because she's just trying to be a good mother and I am making it hard for her. And then he comes out with all of this. It's like, you don't care. What I see, my opinion, what I see in all of this, if I'm to very much glance super quickly at this relationship that he has with Kim, is that you have this misogynistic, abusive traits, and you have somebody that's bipolar. And so what happens is that people are blaming the bipolar for these abusive traits that he has. But whether or not he had bipolar or not, he would still be misogynistic, bigoted, abusive. That's my opinion on all of this. 
he would still say the things that he says. And so now we're at this point where I think people are still trying to figure out what to do. And I'm just going to be very honest with you. His music hasn't been that good since like Runaway. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like tiptoeing. My Dark Twisted Fantasy is not a bad album. And, and you know, Monster's good. But it's not that good. It's just, it's just, nobody's music is that good that we have to debate whether or not we still listen to them. You know what I mean? Like, we're talking about somebody that's made horrifically terrible, threatening comments without any chill. Okay? It's not that difficult. For, it, bye. If you want to stream him, stream him. Actually, no. Let me take that back. Let me reverse, reverse. I would say Apple, Tidal, and I know Jay-Z, this is going to be hard because this is your friend, but Apple, Tidal, Spotify, take his music off of your streaming platforms. Hit it where it hurts, okay? Make sure he does not get any $2.50 that he would make from streaming his stuff constantly, okay? If you want to listen to him, go find other means. If you want to listen to him so badly, you probably have the albums, no? I, I just, I just, here's the thing. Everybody talks about cancel culture and everybody talks about like, oh, we can't just cancel people because blah, 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 blah. No, we see the thing is, is that it's not about just canceling, right? Like I cancel Netflix because they want to include ads in something that they've never had ads in for the last like 20 years, right? I'm going to cancel that because I think having ads on Netflix is stupid. I'm canceling Kanye. I mean, and for me, I've already canceled Kanye, but like in general, can't... Kanye deserves to be canceled because he's anti-Semitic and his words will literally hurt people. Even if he doesn't hurt people physically, anti-Semitism is on the rise, just like Islamophobia and anti uh, and 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 homophobia attacks and and anti-Asian racist attacks. Like all these things, when you speak these words, those words give fuel to a fire that is hate, and hate drives these hateful actions. And so. When you have somebody as big with this big influence like Kanye, who's speaking all this stuff, nothing, it's not that nothing happens, right? And the fact that you have more people on the right who are actively anti-Semitic, finally loving Kanye, finally, that doesn't make any sense, but loving Kanye and listening to the words that he's saying, liking his tweets about this, it gives fuel to the hatred that they've already had. Okay, this doesn't introduce new hatred. Oh, like, well, that's a new concept. No, it's not a new concept. Listen, canceling never works. Canceling doesn't, doesn't, unfortunately, it doesn't work because not enough people actually go through and follow with it where the person is actually canceled. But I think he needs to be canceled, quote unquote, which means I think he needs to take accountability for his actions and he needs to suffer the consequences for his actions. The thing is, is that he's not taking accountability for anything. So you got to do what you got to do. And if it means pulling his music, you know, dissolving partnerships, doing X, Y, and Z, hit him in the bank account where it hurts. 
Y'all, but he's got kids to support. Um, Kim is doing fine. Kim has 800 trillion businesses. She's good. She's good. I don't think those kids will ever see hungry days. Okay? They're fine. You got to hit Kanye where it hurts. You got to hit people where it hurts. But that'll mess with his mental health. Well, maybe he'll do something about his mental health. Maybe he'll finally go seek help for his mental health. And whether or not he takes medication, I'm not pushing medication on anybody. From my understanding with Ariana Grande, when the whole Manchester bombing happened, of course, she was very depressed and she had PTSD. She has a support dog that she takes with her on tour and stuff. Like, and that makes sense that she would have all of that. She didn't take medication. She did this brain scan thing. Okay. I I don't know anything about it. It's supposed to help, like, reroute the trauma or help you deal with the trauma or something like that. Whatever it is, go do you. She has access to do these kind of I say out of the world treatments but so does Kanye people want to help him he just doesn't want to get help so he surrounds his people that stroke and fuel his ego because I am willing to bet that if let's just assume that this man went to go get help and he took responsibility for his actions and he said it has nothing to do with my bipolar but I sincerely apologize for the uh, anti-Semitic words that I tweeted on X, Y, and Z day and that I've said on X, Y, and Z day. And that I am working with the American Holocaust Museum and whatever, whatever, to be a better person. And you start, he started making amends with the people that he should make amends with. I bet you. Half of these people, half of these conservatives that claim to love Kanye now would say he's trash, would turn on him in an instant. It's very weird to me how people like Candace Owens and Kanye and, and all these other, you know, black conservatives, which is a whole episode for later, will sit here and kiss the feet of the people that want to kill him. I don't know how to tell y'all this. And I can't sugarcoat it because I'm not Willy Wonka. These motherfuckers don't care about you. If you die, you die. Like, they don't care about you. So why are you sucking up to them? Why are you putting yourself in an abusive relationship with a white supremacist? That don't make sense to me. So that's it. (laughs) Like, I'm tired. I did not know that that was going to have an hour and a half long rant about Kanye but you know like I said before I didn't want to put it on the other episode that I'm doing about body image and the Kardashians because I don't want to tie them in to his actions because their actions and his actions are so different but the more that the stuff came out I was just like Jesus I was just gonna talk about how this full war white lives matter shirt and move on and then I'm like this stuff just kept happening and now I don't know what's gonna happen next and uh if you have bipolar, just know that we know that you're not a bigoted person just because you have bipolar. Like, it's not your fault that you have it. It's a chemical imbalance. You know, I wish you all the help in your journey and, and the success in your journey. So I'm going to just end this episode by saying, shut up, Kanye. And Candace Owens, just fix your hair and be quiet. Um, If you want to follow me for <laughs> other things like my cute little bunny anthrogets you can follow me on the word five the number 12 
the word studio on all the platforms like Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And you can catch me on the website at 512studio.com. And I will probably, I'm on fall break this week. So there will be another episode that will also come out. That one will be about the Kardashians. If Kanye does anything else, I don't care. I want out the group chat. I literally just, I can't care anymore because I'm spending an hour, almost an hour and a half talking about him. Like I'm so done with him. Shut up, Kanye. Just shut up. Okay, bye.